1: happy Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We have a lot to get to today. It is pushing the limits, broadcasting everywhere besides the MFM dial, of course. On the YouTube page, we're on TikTok, we're on Twitter, we're on Twitch, we're on the Facebook fan page, we're everywhere so you can watch us and listen to us. And by the way, uh, Chris Wynn is MIA, ladies and gentlemen. I figured I would announce this. You know, he joins me every Monday. He might have been on a bender last night, and he might be sleeping in on a hangover, but If he does show up live today, I'm not taking a break. I'm just going to let him stroll right in and explain to all the listeners why he's late. Reminds me of another co-host, or or I should say sidekick I used to have, who would just show up when he wanted to and sometimes not show up at all. But uh, Chris is is a little bit more responsible than that, except for today. What do you think we should do? Should we just uh, let him walk in here and torture him for the show? Or or what if he doesn't show up at all? Should we be concerned, Numbchuck? What do you think?
2: Well, depending. Did he have decent bets yesterday?
1: Uh, no. Did, that you, no. No, I don't think so. He never has uh, bets that win. Oh, yeah. then yeah.
3: I think we should.
2: Be right.
1: Well, we'll play it by ear, but we do have more important things to talk about today. Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to be talking a little Raiders football first hour with Scott uh, Gulbrinson from Silver and Black today. Uh, not a surprise, not a surprise, but uh, another loss this time on the road against the Chargers. We'll get to that. We'll talk a little UNLV football. Nice win at home. Uh ACE's set for the WNBA Finals. Everybody wanted to see it against the New York Liberty. We will get to that as well. Uh, we'll talk a little Ryder Cup golf. And the fact that uh, at least uh in my estimation or my personal opinion, uh you got a bunch of pretentious, snotty words I can't say on the radio to describe some of these U.S. Ryder Cup players who got embarrassed by Europe over the weekend. We'll get into that as well. Everybody likes to talk about how joe biden has dementia because everybody thinks they're a doctor and they're joe biden's personal physician everybody likes to talk about the, the you know the joe biden gaffes, as some people like to say i'm gonna play you some audio of the things that donald trump has said just in the past 10 days they include inciting violence against a, a general miley they include statements that he's made thinking that jeb bush was once the president and invaded iraq and afghanistan oh yeah he said these things he mocked paul pelosi by the way uh in the last week as well uh biden said he uh said that biden could get us into world war ii i'm pretty sure we're already won um so there's a lot to get to and a lot to talk about uh and i'm also going to be uh, speaking about this a little later but i do want to uh make a couple comments about the guest I had on on Friday. Not even going to say her name or that stupid organization that she works for, that despicable... I mean, she doesn't even work for the organization. It's just a group of people that are just hateful people. So I had some listeners send me some stuff and my producer sent me some stuff, some very troubling stuff. I'll leave it at that about her and members of her family. Um, Unfortunately... I didn't do my due diligence on the guest, and I assume that while I might disagree with some people, they're not bad people, right? I I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I like a good debate, and I like it when people disagree with me. But this was certainly a level over the line, and I'm talking about the guest I had on that was, you know, attacking the trans community and attacking, you know, drag queens, you know, and comparing Nazi Germany and Nazis to drag queens. That's somebody that'll never be invited back on this show. That's somebody that I'll never be in contact with again. And it's not a shocker to me that these kinds of people are the people that picket outside a target and harass customers going in and at a target that are complete and utter bigots. And while I like a good debate, And I'll be honest with you. If I had an opportunity to interview David Duke, I probably would. But in general speaking, I don't like to interview bigots and I don't like to interview people that are just horrible towards a certain group of people. That's what a bigot is, right? Racism, bigotry, going after someone because of their sexual preference or what they look like. That's, that's, you know, that's bigotry. Call it what you want. Homophobia, transphobic, racist. It's okay to disagree with people, and it's okay to have disagreements and have good debate and have good discussion, and I have no problem with that. In fact, I I want that to happen. I do that on the show every day, but there's no place in, in my eyes for people who hate other people because of their skin color or, or sexual preference, so on and so forth. So while that interview for some people might have been entertaining, and I'm sure it was, uh, it was very difficult for me to do that interview. And, uh, in the history of, I'd like to think in the history of doing, I, I've been doing radio for 20 years, so I'm kind of old. I've been doing, uh, my own show for, for over a decade. I've never had to kick somebody out of the studio in the middle of the interview. And even though that was a long interview, um, I've never done that before. While I've been on the air, I've never kicked somebody out. That was a first for me. And hopefully that'll be the last time. Cause I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do that stuff.
2: Not to mention the fact that she looked like she was about to beat the living
4: hell out of you.
1: Well, I can tell you it wouldn't have gone very well for her if if, if she put her hands on me. And And by the way, in my entire life, I've never been involved in any type of physical altercation with a woman, and I never want to be. But the second somebody puts their hands on you, you have a right to defend yourself. So anyway, I wanted to touch on that, and we'll probably play a few clips, though, later in the show, because Chris Wynn, who I guess is on his way, wanted to comment on it. But before we do that, I want to talk a little Raiders football. Uh, I told you guys that I loved the Chargers from a gambling standpoint to cover this game. Could it be any worse for the Raiders? First of all, you don't have your starting QB. Devontae Adams did return, but he got hurt. Um, you have a young QB who I don't have a problem uh, with uh, Josh McDaniel starting him. He had a rough game. Uh, in his first NFL game, I don't think anybody should be completely surprised, but when you turn the ball over three times, particularly late in the game, when he did, you know, O'Connell did give the Raiders and help give the Raiders an opportunity to come back in that game. And I do give him credit for that, but a really bad decision towards the end of the game. Um, and another loss for the las vegas raiders and let's get a sense of reality here they're now one and three and not in a very good spot to join us right now and talk about this as he does every monday and i always love having scott gully gulbertson join us co-creator of the silver and black today scott always a pleasure my friend how you doing
5: i'm doing well my man it's uh it's good to be with you obviously for raider nation uh tough day again uh but it's it's crazy uh i have to tell you brian it you know the definition of insanity is what when you do the same thing over and over again with the same results right right and and so we're we're hearing after games the coach say the same stuff we heard him say through yeah. all of the games last year now the raiders are one and six over the last seven that's not a good trend i know we talked about it last time right and um there's a lot of lot of tentacles a lot of things we can talk about
1: no question uh let's just start from the beginning uh the start, Starting O'Connell, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Do you think that was the right decision?
5: I absolutely do. I think, look, you moved up in the fourth round to get this kid. He showed out in the preseason, which is a whole different game. We know that. We know it's not the same yep. as going full speed against a first-team defense. Mm-hmm. But you had to see what you have. And and you saw the mixed results. He made some big mistakes. But he also, like you said, brought the team back in the fourth quor- quarter. The bad interception at the end of the game, sure, Uh, and, and again, I'm not making excuses. He made many mistakes. He came out like a man and said, Hey, this is on me. Uh, but at the same time, you have to wonder why with over two minutes, I think 47 minutes or seconds left Mm -hmm. in the game, you're on the three yard line of the chargers and you're throwing on first down when you have Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I don't, so I don't think he made the mistake. He owns it. But at the same time, I don't think Josh McDaniels put him in a good position you have to put your people in good position. I don't care what you do for a living. Uh, if you put somebody on that can't carry a drive time show in radio and you put them on in drive time, whose fault is that? Uh, you know, it's it's the person. Well, you can make handling... that case. You can make
1: that case for a lot of radio broadcasters in Las Vegas. I'm sorry. I had to throw <laughs> that in there. Go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. I digress.
5: Yeah, no, <laughs> but I, I'm saying I, I don't think they did him any favors. Right, uh, right. But I did. But I do think we saw some of the things that he was a little slow. It was a little little uh, the, the speed of the game. Uh, he had to catch up with it, and uh, I think Jimmy G will be hurt again some point in the future, so I think he'll get an opportunity to play again, Yeah, but clearly, I think I agree with the decision. I think it was the right one.
1: So I agree with you, Scott, as well. I do think it was the right decision, but you make such a wonderful point, and this is a microcosm of what I talk about on the show almost every day when I talk Raider football, and that is the decision-making of Josh McDaniels and his staff. You have Josh Jacobs. We know how good Josh Jacobs is. You're at the three-yard line and you decide to throw the football. It makes absolutely and positively no sense. And and some people might say to us, Scott, come on, guys, that's only one play. But that is a perfect example of partially why the Raiders are not a good football team. There's a lot of other reasons. It's not all on Josh McDaniels, but a lot Hmm. of it is. And I just think it's the play call. It's not that, listen, guys aren't playing, uh, it's not that guys aren't playing hard. They are making some foolish decisions, as you recall, in the first half, where one of the Raiders players... uh a late hit, literally five yards uh, after uh, uh, the the QB goes out of bounds. And it was more than just a 15-yard penalty. It was one of your starters that, and, and to me, in my personal opinion, that, that, that kind of changes things just as far as momentum. That's a momentum swing. Yeah. It's a brutal call, right, and extends a drive. And you lose one of your starters, and you can't make mistakes like that.
5: No, and that that gets back to a lack of discipline right. um, and a lack of fundamentally good football. Like you can you can be an average or even a you know uh, a below average team and be fundamentally sound. For example, I use now he's the bell of the ball, and I know Chris is running late in the Las Vegas traffic. <laughs> he <but> is <laughs> the Detroit Lions, yep. right? Dan Campbell, a lot of people want to get rid of him, but I will tell you, even when they weren't winning with Dan Campbell, He had them believing, he had them playing fundamentally sound. He just didn't have the talent. Right. As they piled on talent, they got better and now he's starting to win. In this case, you have talent and you're not winning. So it's very difficult. The one thing I'll point out to you, Brian, and you talked about play calling, which is certainly part of the issue. But to me, even larger than that is how about using play how about player personnel? What are you doing? You draft a tight end in the second round, Michael Mayer. Don't use him. You draft a speedy, small wide receiver, a la Tyreek Hill type player, uh, in in Trey Tucker at the University of Cincinnati. Don't use them. What are you doing? Why do you draft a second and third round player? And in this game, Devonte yeah. Adams goes hurt, out hurt. Trey Tucker comes in. You never target these guys. What are you doing? What are you doing? So you have this talent that that your GM and that you brought in, that you, you drafted, and you're not using it in current situations. Yeah. And that that last play of the game again. You have the, the the rushing champion from last year, and you're not doing it. By the way, press conference today, just a little bit ago at, at, at the Raiders facility, not one question about that play. Not one question about how much the offensive line has regressed. Where's that question? We need to ask those questions because this offensive line, while it's not going to be all pro, it was a lot better last year, and it's gone backwards. Tell me how a coach... In his 21st game is seeing regression mm-hmm. in every position instead of progression.
1: And Scott, that's one of the reasons why I love having you on, because you're honest. I mean, we both want the writers to succeed, but you, you ask the same questions that I ask. And and I, I agree with you 100%. I don't know why a portion of the members of the media that cover this team feel like they're walking on eggshells with this organization. And I feel like part of the reason why they don't ask a question like that is because they're in fear that they might get criticized for it. And guess that, guess what? Members of the media shouldn't feel that way. You should ask that question. And I think it's a very legitimate question. Now, I ask you this question every week, it seems like, Scott, and I'm going to ask it to you again. Where do you think we need to, I shouldn't say we, where do you think the Raiders need to be at in order for Mark Davis to seriously consider getting rid of uh, Josh McDaniels, because now we're looking at one and three, and I know they have some easier games on the horizon, but I don't think any game is easy. Uh, the Bears stink. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in that Packers game. We saw what happened in the Patriots game. I mean, the Patriots just stunk it up yesterday. I mean, if they lose two of their next three games, I mean, is it? do you think it's a fair question to ask, which is, you know, is Mark Davis considering pulling the trigger?
5: It's a good question, and obviously only he knows, But I, and I don't know what the agreement was before the season started. Did, did Mark Davis sign off on – because Mark Davis, even before the year, said, hey, we need patience, we need time. He said that as the owner. So if he's right. bought in that this year doesn't matter, then I don't know. I mean, it, it's a crazy situation, but I'm telling you what – um. It's all coming to roost because Mark Davis is the owner. And, and, and I know you've said it many times here on the show. Yep. Great credit for what he's done in the Las Vegas community, getting the team to Las Vegas, and, and the financial windfall that's happened for a lot of that. Sure. But at the same time, you have to win football games. You have to present a product on the field. You want to build your fan base in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You've got you've to put a team out that's competitive and that people can get excited about. You can't just say, oh, well, I'll wait, let those guys do their thing. Uh, and then I'll go watch the WNBA playoffs. Right. Which is what he did last year while right. his team was floundering. And then he kind of came back into the fold. Correct. And yep. had a talk with McDonald. So I don't know. I don't know what Mark Davis is thinking. Uh, but I think they're at a crossroads here. and And you have to look to Mark Davis for answers because how long is he going to take it? I don't know.
1: I don't know either. We can only guess, right, Scott? And uh, I would guess if they lose two two of their next three. You know, uh, you're looking at a a record, which would be, if I'm not mistaken, two and five. uh, Then I think uh, it depends who you lose to as well. I mean, the next three games are, uh, you you would argue, are winnable games. And you can't make the excuse, well, we don't have our starting QB out there. I would assume Hmm. that Garoppolo would start, uh, you know, in their next game. But I, I guess we don't know that for sure. He certainly gives you the best chance to win i think it's nice that o'connell got the experience of starting in an nfl football game and i think he'll be better the next time he's out there but again it comes down to what we talk about every week right the play calling the decision making of the coaching staff and you know uh let's be honest in that press conference josh mcdaniels was a little bit critical of o'connell he did make some statements he there was. and i was a little surprised at that you you're first of all you put him in there i don't blame you for putting him in there we agree this is his first NFL start. He had a tough game. I don't think anybody should be surprised. I mean, he's on the road against the Chargers. Loud environment, even though there were a lot of loud Raider fans out there. And I don't know if you saw the videos circulating. I guess this happens every week now. But a lot of fans behind the Raiders bench giving it to Josh McDaniels. I would imagine this is going to continue. And it's probably not going to get better unless their record gets better, right?
5: Yeah, I, I agree. And and to your point about uh, O'Connell and the press conference and all that, listen. You, you are responsible when you're the head coach, you're responsible for it all. So I, it does he's right. The quarterback has to take care of the ball in the NFL. No no wrong with that. But, but I felt though, that there's a, there's a different way you could have done that. You could have said, Hey, listen, I put him in a, in a tough spot. Oh, by the way, he was, dude was sacked seven times, six by the same player, Cleo Mack, right? Yeah. Seven times he was sacked. Not only was he sacked seven times, but he was under pressure most of the game. So that's not making excuses for his mistakes. That's just putting the reality out there. Right. So instead of trying to actually stop Khalil Mack and maybe adjust the offense to free it up a little, maybe put some more motion, maybe bootleg him. I know he's not a fast quarterback, but Mm. maybe move him out of the pocket a little bit. Give him some time. Yep. No, don't do it. So again, to me, that's a failure. And by the way. No more excuses. There's no excuses. Yes. I'm tired of hearing the same press conference every game, every week. Well, we just need to do this. Well, we just need to do that. Yeah. And you've heard, you heard that from Josh Jacobs after the game. So it's old. It's done with. You're 7-14 as a coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're not trending good. You're 1-6 in the last seven. Mm-hmm. Not good. And uh, they had a chance to change it against the Chargers, and they, and they failed miserably.
1: Amen, brother. I couldn't have said it any better. You're absolutely right. Seven and 14, uh, not good, uh, in, uh, you know, the tenure of Josh McDaniels thus far. Players are getting more and more frustrated. I've talked to a lot of people close to to the Raiders who go to practice every day. And I asked them, has he lost the locker room? And I usually get the same answer from people. Uh, he's very close and uh they're they're saying if this continues uh he's going to lose the locker room very very soon and if that happens all bets are off here uh so we'll have to wait and see what happens scott you are the best my friend i always appreciate your honesty i wish we could be a little bit more positive with raider nation fans but (laughs) unfortunately scott right now we can't we have to be honest otherwise we're right we're doing an injustice to people that are listening uh Always love having you on. You never do an injustice to PTL listeners. Uh, Scott Galbranson, uh the co-creator of Silver and Black today. Always appreciate you, my friend. Great job. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking a little more positive uh, when it comes to the Raiders. Uh, but I'm not sure if we will do that so long as Josh McDaniels is at the Helms.
5: I hope so for all of us, Brian. Have a good week, buddy.
1: <laughs> Thanks, my friend. You too. Love having Gully on the show. He's the best. Uh, Scott Galbertson joining us on the line. I love honest people who cover any but- any team. Who cover anything it could be politics sports got one of the good guys and, and he does a f- fantastic job uh, before we take a break. I do want to talk a little bit of golf and I rarely ever talk golf on the show. Um, it is very rare, but there was a lot of drama over the weekend when it came to the Ryder Cup. So if you don't know, the Ryder Cup was in Italy. It was in Rome. Pretty cool, right? Uh, The captain of the Ryder Cup team uh, is Zach Johnson. Good player, won the Masters, not much of a personality. I didn't think it was the right fit. The problem with the PGA Tour now is you got some guys that are on Live. you got some guys that are on the PGA Tour. Uh, Justin Thomas probably shouldn't have been on this team, even though he played all right. Uh, There are guys with no personalities on this team. And listen, I've never loved or never liked Patrick Cantley very much. But then we have this issue where... The United States—they're just getting hammered, and, and they—and but I mean hammered. I'm not mean like drinking, like C. Wynn was last night. I'm talking about like they were getting killed on the course, they were getting destroyed, and they had a—they a, played a little bit better over the weekend on Saturday, and there was a controversy. And anytime there's controversy in golf, I say that's a good thing. But uh, long story short, not going to make a big deal out of this. But long story short, Tiger Woods caddy, caddying for one of the players on the team, and uh, they were on a match on 18. Where one of the his players on USA made a big putt, but he was throwing his cap around and he was uh you know getting the crowd going, which is okay, but you have to stop and, and settle the crowd down because you had players on Europe that needed to putt. McElroy had a putt. And McElroy got very frustrated because uh one of the team, USA Caddies, was doing the opposite of that. I mean, he wasn't yelling, you know, on McElroy's backswing, but some would say what he did was just as bad and trying to get the crowd to be really loud and crazy. Uh, and not simmering them down before McElroy put the ball. Okay, is it World War Three? No. Emotions are high. It's the Ryder Cup. McElroy's a pretty calm guy, so this is out of his character. In the parking lot, he got into what appeared to be a somewhat physical conf- confrontation trying to go at this caddy. That was really strange and really bizarre. By the way, I told all, uh, all my friends that are gamblers, or at least most of them, bet on Rory McElroy the next day because he's going to win, and he did. Uh, but anyway, so that was controversy number one. I'm telling you, I'm so sick of some of these USA players. They're so pretentious, snotty little bastards. I'm sorry, a few of them are. I hate to sound like Donald Trump there, but some of these golfers are just, are just, they're so, they're such snots. And another controversy this week was that idiot Patrick Cantley. Why do I call Patrick Cantley an idiot? The guy's made over $60 million in his golf career, and he's been telling certain guys on the team, and they're divided on this, that they should be getting paid to play in the Ryder Cup. That's like somebody in the Olympics saying, I should get paid to be in the Olympics. No, you bozo. You're representing your country. You have boatloads of money. What do you want? You want 50 grand, 100 grand? This is a joke. You're representing your country. So, a few players showing solidarity for Patrick Cantley didn't wear their cap, which I think is absurd. Patrick Cantley said, you know, said among certain players that he didn't want to wear his hat because it was showing uh, in a way that was him striking for not getting money to play on the Ryder cup. That's a, that's a great controversy in the middle of the Ryder cup when you're trying to win, complain about how you're not getting paid when the guys made $60 million. So this is what this idiot said in a press conference right before the Ryder cup started when he he was asked about not wearing his hat, and he's basically lying. Have
6: a listen to this. Do you believe players should be paid to play in the Ryder Cup? It's not about that. It's just about Team USA and and representing our country. Do you believe they should be paid? Can you answer the question? That's all I've got to say about that. Can you tell us for your lack of wearing a cap the reason behind it? The hat doesn't fit. It it didn't fit at Whistling Straits, and it didn't fit this week. Um, Everyone knows that. Does it need to fit for a team photo? Do you not wear it for a team photo? Uh, I was going to go no hat all week regardless, so I figured I'd keep it consistent. Okay,
1: you're a complete idiot. First of all, that was the great question by that journalist. It's not that the hat doesn't fit. They could have found a hat for Patrick Cantley to wear that fit, so he's a liar. And notice how he was afraid to answer the question publicly in front of the media when he was asked about getting paid. This is part of the reason why Team USA lost. You have guys like Patrick Cantley who are snobs, this is my problem with golf. They're pretentious. They're snobs. Some of them, some some of these professional players are great people and they do a lot for charity. I just, I've never been a Patrick Cantley fan. He was condescending to me. I remember uh, when he played here in the Shriners, which he pretty much does every year. And it was a media event and he was there early and, and I asked Patrick a little bit about Tiger Woods. And I asked him what I thought was a pretty reasonable question, which was, Patrick, why is it that, and this is when Tiger Woods was playing, I said, why is it that Tiger Woods, doesn't have a great match play record. You know, if you follow golf, you'd know Tiger's probably the best player of all time, him and Jack Nicklaus. But Tiger's won half his matches in match play. That could be the Ryder Cup. It could be any... And he got so angry at me. And he's like... He got so condescending towards me. Like, it was such a ridiculous question that I asked him. And he was, like, really rude to me. And I was, like, in shock. I'm like, boy, I get it if you're a Tiger Woods fan, but you could be respectful. I just think Patrick Cantley, it's his way or the highway. I think he's really selfish. And I think this is part of the reason... Why the U.S. Ryder Cup team didn't win. You got guys like Patrick Cantley who are great players but are jerks. Brooks Kepka, great player, jerk. Guys don't like Brooks Kepka. There's a reason why they don't like him because he's an egomaniac and he's that alpha male guy and he's a jerk. So the U.S. got destroyed. And my advice is pick a guy like John Daly to be the Ryder Cup captain. Pick a guy with a personality and pick a guy that's not going to put up with crap. Zach Johnson, I'm sorry, he's a little wussy. You know, these guys, Justin Thomas should have never been on this team. The selections were bad. The behavior was bad. Tiger Woods, former caddy, bad behavior. Shouldn't have been doing that with his hat. Rory McElroy probably shouldn't have um, added fuel to the fire with his behavior either. But anyway, it was all kind of an embarrassment for Team USA and the Ryder Cup. Patrick Cantley should be ashamed of himself. Uh, you know, he thinks he's this tough guy for not wearing a hat. And then Justin Thomas, not surprising on the wrong side of it, too, does the same thing. All right. So here's what we're going to do, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get to the political side of stuff. Obviously, the anniversary yesterday of October 1. We're going to talk about that. and We're going to get into um, Donald Trump's statements that he has made. Over the course of just the last 10 days, you're not going to believe it, folks. Chris Wynn joining us now, by the way. So nice of him to join us. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Maybe we'll check Chris Wynn's blood pressure when we come back. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP.
0: Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premiere Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
1: everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site, daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale printing services. From shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage, they're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a 3 month service you can't beat it give them a call 702-873-8005 check them out at 6130 west flamingo road it's the postal annex tell them i sent you
4: buying or selling a home hey everybody is a it's brian shapiro requires from New guidance New from an expert in the industry and community my name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702 540 3311. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from
7: Pushing
1: the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care. They'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702 248 0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call 702 248 0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are not feeling well, need to get a little checkup, go to Sahara West Urgent Primary Care. They'll take care of you. Located at 6125 West Sarah Avenue, Suite 1B. No appointment needed, but if you want to give them a call, please do so at 702 2480554 You can also visit them online at Care.com. I want to start this segment and say that, uh, you know, yesterday... Again, the anniversary of the October 1 shooting, and our thoughts and prayers go out to all the people that were affected by that very tragic day. And also uh, remember those heroes and first responders that uh, saved lives and, and, and risked their lives to, to save others, uh, selfless people out there. And uh, it's amazing the years that have passed. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I went to a preseason NHL hockey game with a friend of mine, uh, Chris Chapman, from another station, and uh, we went to that preseason game. And then as I got out of the game, went home, took a shower, relaxed, and then I put on the TV and I couldn't believe what was transpiring. I have a friend of mine who was shot in the lower back, moved to California. She has fuller recovered. It's a miracle, but uh, really sad. And and again, we can't for just like nine eleven or any other anniversary like that, where there's a huge tragedy and a huge loss of life. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families and, and friends that were affected and those that were lost on that day uh, cannot and uh, be forgotten. Um, with that being said, Uh, I introduce in studio the man who is tardy, who showed up 30 minutes late, is now going to be getting a detention, and I think he should be buying me lunch today. (laughs) That is uh, Chris Wynn. Will you please share with our listeners why you decided to show up late today? What's your excuse?
0: What's up, Brian? Good to see you. (laughs) Now, Chuck, PTL Nation out there. Yeah, we had a little little situation at the the pad. I I have very eccentric housemates that I I happen to live with, so... uh, We'll call it the peanut butter incident, right, Brian Shapiro? That's what we'll call it. So, did you? I, I've, was there a I've dog ha- involved I've in I have one that housemaid. Or? I have one housemaid who's very who's very creative in the kitchen, as you know. Okay, and uh why is that? Why you're late, though? I don't understand. I said, well, well, no, the, it, the very simple reason why I was late is because I set my my alarm for eleven thirty. PM instead of 11:30 AM. That's pretty so normal that's for people to wake yeah,
1: up so. at 11:30, right? I mean, well, that's well, a pretty.
0: Is. Well, it's yeah, it's called people that have you know different kind of schedules. That's oh. fine. You know, oh. it's ve- it's Vegas. Okay. We live in a three 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 did shift town. Did you work? So yesterday? sometimes I sleep. No, I did not. Oh, okay. okay. So, so I, I don't know why I need to explain why oh. I would wake up. So at when like did you go to sleep? Uh, I, I I did go to sleep, but I, I again I had to. I just told you there was an On incident the at That's the house. Fine. We'll call it the we'll call it the peanut butter incident, what okay? Happened? That's what we're going to call it. I think the listeners right. deserve That's to what know what happened. Is. I mean, I can yeah, it was a peanut butter incident at the house. What does that mean? A peanut it, butter incident. It means, what does that it mean? Means, it means one of my housemates likes to make things that are strange a little bit in in the wee hours of the morning. Yes. And apparently uh, it was thought by my other housemate uh and yes. look I have a, a very eccentric people that I live with yeah. they're they're a little bit different All right. so apparently one thought that uh it was a uh, very sentimental a kitchen item was used that uh And then was destroyed right. because this person messed up okay. the uh, actual production of said peanut butter. They're going to make peanut butter from scratch. Right. I get it. Make a peanut butter from you scratch. Oh, time is. out. I get it. Wait a minute. Time out. Boring story. Nunchuck. Boring. You just asked me to try Blood to get the details about Blood this. Blood Now he's going to cut me off. Blood pressure. And he's going to cut me off and not let me finish the story. I didn't think it'd be so a long I'll story. So I'll finish it yeah. really quickly, okay, because I'll wrap it up because I'm a radio professional. Please do. I'll wrap this up very Please. fast. Please do. All right. There was a peanut butter incident at the house. And uh it, it threw me off when I set my alarm and I set my alarm for eleven thirty PM instead of eleven thirty AM and yes, I was up all day watching football. No, it check, was a very tough day yesterday. No, check, I was up watching football all day long, and so therefore I was I was very
1: tired no. and that's for therefore okay. I You done I set the alarm done with your story? for eleven thirty. Can I ask check a question? Dumb no, check, if you were a teacher giving out detentions, yeah. would that be a legitimate excuse?
2: No, he's are you guys teachers? No. He is attention? for sure still getting detention. Yeah, he's still getting detention.
1: Yeah, okay. okay. Good. Well, good luck with, good luck, good luck with that peanut butter situation. Peanut butter is a, well. So, uh, it's interesting, Chris, because I talk about this all the time. Joe Biden, you know, everybody out there that seems to be on the MAGA right, the far right, right. You've, you've heard the things they've said about Joe Biden. He's got the, everybody thinks they're a doctor, you know, mm-hmm. same thing with COVID. Everybody thinks you're, you're a physician, you're a doctor. Joe Biden has dementia. He can't put a sentence together, so on and so yeah. forth. I'm not going to repeat it because it, it's, it's, it's just stupid, right? But anyway, but you do hear that a lot. And then you hear about Joe Biden's gaffes. Like if you listen or watch Sean Hannity every day, all they do is talk about Joe Biden's gaffes. That's all. That, but they'll never talk about Donald Trump. So it's not even really a collage. I'm just going to play you some of the statements that Donald Trump has made and said just over the course of the last two weeks. Like the last 12 days or so. And I'm going to start with Paul Pelosi, because if you recall, yep. say what you want about Nancy Pelosi. You don't have to like the Pelosi's. That's fine. Paul Pelosi almost died and he was violently attacked by a madman with a hammer. And if you remember, after this went down, so many MAGA's like Donald Trump and his MAGA supporters, including Matt Gates and Ted Cruz, were mocking Paul Pelosi. Saying that it was some sort of gay relationship, conspiracy theories that he left this person in the house, all debunked, all not true. You never heard a retraction and you never heard an apology from any of these despicable people that would, you know, make fun of the fact that a man, regardless if you don't like his political beliefs or his wife is, was violently attacked. Any decent person would say, geez, that's terrible, you know. So here's what Donald Trump said over the weekend about Paul Pelosi. Have a listen to this.
8: And we'll stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruined San Francisco. How's her husband doing, by the way? Anybody know? And she's against building a wall at our border, even though she has a wall around her house, which obviously didn't do a very good job. All right. So a couple things. First of all,
1: when Donald Trump says, um, How's he doing? He's not saying that because he cares or has empathy. He's mocking him, number one. Yeah. And then she makes a, jo- he makes a joke about the wall around their house. I guess that wall didn't work. And he's, you know, again, making light of somebody that was violently attacked. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. It shouldn't matter whether you like somebody's political beliefs or dislike their political beliefs. This is beneath the presidency, it's beneath any office, and it is despicable behavior, and it can't be tolerated. Imagine if Joe Biden made jokes about Mitch McConnell freezing up. Imagine if he made jokes about a Steve Scalise that was shot and almost killed. Now, Joe Biden would never do that, but I'm just using that as examples. Republicans would be all over it, and rightfully so, they they should. Where are the MAGA Republicans when Donald Trump makes fun of Paul Pelosi? They laugh. Did you hear the people in that crowd? They thought it was funny. Let me repeat myself once again. Doesn't matter who you are. When you make light of somebody that was violently attacked and and, and a home evasion, you are despicable. Brian, that
0: ship has sailed. We understand that. We are almost numb to this at this point as far as decorum when it comes to the former president, Donald J. Trump. The guy just does things that other people don't do. And there are grown adults out there and people that are in the MAGA crowd that either just dismiss it or, in some cases, celebrate it. Yeah. In some cases, they talk about how, yes, I want my kids to emulate this. I want people in America to be more like Donald Trump. Or to have the same type of qualities that Donald Trump has. This is something that we have seen for seven, eight, nine years. Donald Trump's case, I mean, look, the, the guy, the guy is who he is. We've kind of uh, those of us that actually have our eyes wide open and don't and aren't blurred by the MAGA cultism, that aren't sitting back and acting like Donald Trump is the second coming. Yeah. Those of us know what the guy's all about, right? And it's been reiterated over and over and over again. I need to go into all the details about how he's a terrible businessman. He's not actually a good businessman. Okay? He's not somebody you should emulate when it comes to the business world whatsoever. He's absolutely not somebody that you should emulate when you're talking about personality traits. Right? The way the person is. He's not a good guy. Okay? is he? Was he entertaining on TV back in the early 2000s when he was on The Celebrity Apprentice? I would say yes. I think he was. He was an entertaining person on TV. That's the only compliment I'm going to give Donald Trump. It's so only funny, one. by the way. It's, sorry. It's, it's only it's one. It's so
1: funny, by the way, when people but, out there say that Donald Trump is this great businessman. It's when, we, when, when, it, When you look yeah. at uh, the majority of some of his businesses that went belly up, mm-hmm. and when you actually look at whether it be his water, failed water company or uh, all these failed businesses that he's had and casinos that he's had, but yet people say he's some sort of great businessman, the only reason why he has money these days is because of the donations from MAGA country out there that sent him donations when he lied about the presidential election. But let me take it a step further now. Uh, Again, all the people out there that say Joe Biden has dementia, uh, you know, they all think they're Joe Biden's personal physician. And and let let me be very clear on this. They have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Joe Biden's 80 year old man. He's obviously not a spring chicken. He's going to have gaffes. He's had a stuttering issue his whole life. And he's going to make mistakes and he's going to say things, you know, and make mistakes. But I want to play you some audio That you'll never hear on Fox News. You'll never hear it on OAN. People like Charlie Kirk won't be talking about this. You won't hear this on Newsmax or Fox News. This is just some of the statements that Donald Trump has made in the last two weeks. Now, Chris, you and I both know we went to the supermarket yesterday Mm -hmm. and I bought a loaf of bread. When I went to the cashier, they didn't ask me for ID. I wasn't buying cigarettes (laughs) or alcohol. Last I checked, you can buy a loaf of bread. And you could be 14 years old, and they're not going to ask you for ID. But Donald Trump thinks that you need ID to buy a loaf of bread. Folks, I'm not making this up because unlike some news organizations, I actually have the audio to prove it. Donald Trump thinks you need to have ID to buy a
8: loaf of bread. Have a listen to this. I saw on television one of these characters, there shouldn't be voter ID. Now You have voter ID to buy a loaf of bread. You have you have ID to buy a loaf of bread. You have everything you have pictures when they have- what is he talking about Brian, this you need is a clear ID. indication you need id to buy a loaf of bread
0: what is chat. he talking about this is a clear indication that donald trump has not been into a grocery store in a shopping capacity maybe he's made appearances as a president or as as a, a public figure in a shopping capacity in a grocery store in america in decades he hasn't the guy has not been actually Dr. Shopping Oz 2.0 so ever <laughs> in any situation at all. Okay, but probably probably since the 1970s so if this and ma- is, and maybe even not then. Maybe even not then because he's a guy that's grown up with a silver spoon in his
1: mouth so, and been sheltered. So, he has no idea what he's talking so about. So if this yeah. isn't a gaffe and if this isn't Alzheimer's or whatever people want to complain about Joe Biden, then what is it? I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about no dose of reality, Donald Trump actually believes that you need to show ID to buy a loaf of bread. What would happen if Joe Biden made a statement like that in a speech? And he said, yeah, you need to, uh, you know, need to show ID to buy a loaf of bread. Republicans would be leading with this tonight. Oh, he's not well. We need to get somebody else in there. You know, Joe Biden, dementia. Again, Donald Trump said you need a ID to buy a loaf of bread, which is obviously not true. Now, this is even better, folks. This is this clip's even better. Um, Donald Trump thinks that he defeated Barack Obama. Um, Very strange, because last I checked, he defeated Hillary Clinton. Have a listen to these words. Uh, if you want to talk about Joe Biden gaffes, the man who you voted for, you MAGA Republicans out there, thinks he beat Barack Obama. Have a listen to this.
8: Biden and the radical left have weaponized law enforcement to arrest their leading political opponent, leading by a lot, including Obama. Was, I'll tell you what, you take a look at Obama and take look at some of the things that he's done. This is the same thing. The country is very divided. And we did with Obama. We won an election that everyone said couldn't be won. We beat
1: Hillary Clinton. So he says, we did it with Obama. And then he brings up Hillary Clinton. Uh, what did you do with Obama? You weren't president. You didn't run against Barack Obama. Very, very strange uh, statements there from Donald Trump. And then he starts going into World War II. Now, last I checked, we won World War II. Uh, last I checked, I mean, I did take some history classes, even though some Republicans out there want to ban history, I guess, in this country. But um, now he starts – this is really bizarre, Chris. Now Donald Trump starts talking about World War II and Joe Biden, how Joe Biden's going to get us in World War II. Yeah, very strange. Have a listen
8: to this. Impossible nuclear war. Just think of it. We would be in World War II
1: very quickly. <laughs> What is he talking about? He's talking about Joe Biden and how we would be in World War II. Does he know that we won World War II? I, I don't know. You think know? He, he well look, know?
0: here's the deal <laughs> on all of this, Brian. We can we can we can use the entire Monday show, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and probably the next week's shows too, talking about all the situations in which Donald Trump has said something outrageous or preposterous or ridiculous or you know out of the norm and and then just kind of reiterate all the excuses that MAGA makes for it right when we talk about both Joe Biden and Donald Trump a lot of us when we're democrats right we talk about we talk about Joe Biden and we describe it in a way we say hey you know he's an old guy he's in his he's 80 years old we get it you're going to make gaffes when you're that age and what does the people who are on the right the MAGAs do they they turn it into well he's got dementia it's a clear cut bygone situation in which he absolutely is someone who is cognitively cognitively not there at all and has no business being in the White House right so they go the other direction they go complete the other directions we talk about Donald Trump you can make you can you can make it make sense if you're if you want to be if you want to be honest about it you can make the same case for Donald Trump if you're when you're Democrats like myself that, that that you make about when you when you say and it's not really positive when you say things like well he's look he's almost 80 years old, right? He's 77 years old. So you, you, these are to be expected, right? If you're somebody who's in your late 70s, about to be 80, it's kind of expected that you're going to be making gaffes like this. Again, I'm talking about this kind of in a in a positive fashion, not not necessarily blasting Trump, right? From From a perspective that a lot of us Democrats talk about Joe Biden. You could say that about Trump too, exactly the same thing, because these are obviously situations in which he doesn't uh Even understand what he's talking about when he's ta- saying that he's running against Barack Obama. When he, in fact, point in fact, he never ran against Barack Obama ever. Okay, World War Two is already over. It's already done. It's it's been it's been almost a hundred years since since World War Two. Okay, maybe Trump Trump should years. take a civic class. Maybe. the point class, being maybe. is that yes, like he he there we, there are examples upon examples in which. He makes these statements, and what happens? MAGA just dismisses it, says, oh, yeah, it's just Trump being Trump, and we, and I, I put you, I include you and in we, because you're someone who's very critical of Donald Trump, right? Uh, despite the fact that you're an independent who leans left on social issues. But the, the, but we look at it, and, we, and we, we tend to go, again, as left-wingers, and myself, as, as a Democrat and a left-winger, we tend to, you know, kind of go over the top with it, But it's just it's there's so many situations like this where Donald Trump says these things that just don't make any sense. And, you know, we tend to want to focus on it and and rightfully so, because he is the Republican leading candidate right now in in the clubhouse for president of the United States in 2024. That's why we focus on it. All these Republicans, right? MAGA people, Brian, when they come up to you or come up to me or when you're on the air and the callers call in. They all say, why are you talking about Donald Trump all the time? Why are you always bagging on Donald Trump? Because the guy is the leading candidate for the Republican Party for the 2024 race. That's why we talk about it.
1: Well uh, obviously if Donald Trump wasn't uh, running again then then certainly I wouldn't be bringing up maybe right. maybe 10% of the time as opposed to what I do now but he's the front runner of the Republican party he's going to be the Republican nominee if he's not behind bars which he very well might be
0: but uh in, and he pl- still might be the Republican nominee in closing in closing, if he's, in closing yeah, I if just want to play
1: one more clip uh, if yeah. I may um this is Donald Trump uh claiming that Jeb Bush – again, this is statements that he's made just in the last two weeks. I just want to remind people. You can do a collage, a montage of, of all the idiotic things that Donald Trump has said, Um, but you won't say Donald Trump in the bunker, you MAGA Republicans out there. But uh Donald Trump seems to believe that Jeb Bush got us into Iraq and Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, folks, I'm not making this up because, again, we have audio to prove it. He ran against Jeb Bush back in 2016. Uh, when he was running against Hillary Clinton, he was trying to be the Republican nominee. He actually thinks Jeb Bush got us into Iraq and Afghanistan. Have a listen to this.
8: Season starts. We start in Iowa. We go to New Hampshire. We come down here. You know, the beauty was when I came here, everyone thought Bush was going to win. And then they took a poll and they found out Trump was up by about 50 points. Everyone said, what's going on right here? They thought Bush because Bush supposedly was a military person. Great. You know what? He was a military. He got us into the uh, he got us into the Middle East. How did that work out? Right. Right. But they all thought that uh, Bush might win. Jeb. Remember Jeb? He used he used the word Jeb. He didn't use the word Bush. I said, you mean he's ashamed of the last name? And then they immediately started using the name Bush.
1: Yeah, there you go. So Jeb got us into Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, Mr. Former President, because you're, you're not my, pre- Mr. Former President, thank God. Uh, a guy by the name of George W. Bush is the reason why, uh, we went to war. And maybe you throw some Dick Cheney in there too, is the reason why we went into Iraq and Afghanistan. And by the way, we went into Afghanistan last I checked because we had something called 9-11 where Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda attacked this country in a terrorist attack. So I don't know why anybody would go af- uh, I think, uh, you know, criticizing the war in Iraq I was one of them it was the wrong thing to do but going into Afghanistan was absolutely the right thing to do Uh, you know where they attacked us on 9-11 and killed thousands of innocent people in this country Uh, so again Donald Trump thinks that Jeb Bush got us into Iraq and Afghanistan which is obviously not true Uh, but where are the people on Fox News and OAN and where are all the right wing pundits out there saying the same things about Donald Trump as they say about Joe Biden for example Joe Biden a few weeks ago on the anniversary of 9-11 said something that wasn't true He said he was at the site of 9-11 the day after. Now, we learned that he was there five days later. Uh, It's obviously not an intentional lie because anybody would know that he wasn't there the next day. He was there five days ago. He misspoke. Maybe he didn't remember. He's 80 years old. That could be very possible. Uh, Is it a big deal? No. But a lot of people on the right, you've heard it, he's lying or he has Alzheimer's. He's not well cognitive difficulties. Some of those statements are that Donald Trump made over the course of just the last two weeks. And by the way, I didn't even include his uh, inciting violence on General uh, Milley. I didn't even include those statements that he made in the last couple weeks where you want to talk about over the line crazy. What if Joe Biden decided to incite violence against one of our own, one of our generals? Republicans would be going nuts. But if Donald Trump does it, eh, no big deal. All those statements that I just played for you the audio. If Joe Biden made some of those statements, confusing presidents, saying you need ID to buy bread, attacking a general, inciting violence, getting World War II mixed up, not knowing when World War II was. If somebody like Joe Biden made statements like that or our vice president, Republicans would be salivating at the mouth and they would lead Laura Ingram's show Sean Hannity's show, Jesse Waters' show, and it would be on Newsmax 24-7. But guess what? Joe Biden didn't make those statements. A guy by the name of Donald Trump did. So those news outlets, and I put those in quotations because they're really not news outlets, will not cover these statements. They won't cover it. Because they are biased. That's why. So I want, I'm, I've want. i heard enough from people on the right about how Joe Biden's in the bunker or he's got Alzheimer's and all these people that think they have med- medical degrees and they're Joe Biden's personal position, which they have no medical experience. But if you're going to talk about Joe Biden's mental health and his cognitive, supposed cognitive difficulties, then you also have to do the same thing on the other side and talk about Donald Trump. Nobody on Fox News will do that. Brian, I'm going to do you one
0: better, my friend. All right. It's not just, it's not just the, that de- Republicans would be going nuts if Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton said these things. Democrats would also be, be pointing out they are unfit to serve in public office and they should not be running for president or be president or be in a situation where they are a point of leadership. Democrats, if, 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 if you had, if you had Hillary Clinton, Back in 2017, if she was president, making some of the comments that Donald Trump has made. If you had Hillary Clinton, for example, calling for the execution of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in General Milley, it would not just be the the, right-wingers and the cult members and MAGA that would be calling for her to resign or to, in some way, shape, or form, want her out of office. It would also be Democrats. This is the fundamental difference. Between Republicans and Democrats, all right, Dem- fundamental, there's a fundamental difference. Not Republi- not all Republicans, but the right-wing MAGA wing of the Republicans that have hijacked the party, essentially, the, right, the Republican Party, all right? This is the difference between us, and I say us, I'm talking about me, Democrats, and others, all right? We approach these situations and scenarios with a clear head and a focus on reality. If there was a Democrat that went out there and made the comments that Donald J. Trump has made over the past seven years that are beyond preposterous, insulting, anti-democratic, not patriotic whatsoever, Mm authoritarian-ish, you know, like they are an autocrat, essentially. Democrats, those on the left, and a lot of you independents like Brian Shapiro and others would say, hey, get that Democrat out. Well, well, yeah. or, or in some way, shape, or form, be like, look, this well, person is not fit to serve in well, office. To what you're saying. Un- unfortunately, well, that's not the case well, with Donald J. What? Trump. And it's it's trans- it's trans turned into a situation now where that guy, that guy, is still the number one guy at the top of the well, heap when per- it comes to the Republican Party. A perfect example Party.
1: of what Chris is talking it's about, we got to go to break, but a perfect yeah. example of what you're talking about is, you know, when Menendez was indicted. Uh, there were Absolutely. Like, there are like, yeah. like 40 sitting yeah. senators uh that basically um uh, are have been saying that they want menendez to be outed, that he should resign. Uh but when a Republican is indicted, it's attack the DOJ, attack the judges, attack the prosecutors, and basically uh uh you know defund the DOJ when a Republican is indicted. But when a Democrat is inviting is, is indicted, uh, it's the opposite. Now for those of you out there on social media that'll make claims like I'm gaslighting or Chris is gaslighting or I'm lying or what I'm saying isn't true. For any social media tough people out there, I always give you the opportunity to call into this show because it's a live radio show and tell me why you think I'm gaslighting. What have I said that you disagree with? I've actually played audio of Donald Trump himself and some of the absurd statements and the gaffes that he's made and the despicable statements that he's made just over the course of the last two weeks. What have I said that's gaslighting? I'm simply pointing out the facts while people out there say Joe Biden is in the bunker and he has Alzheimer's. So tell me how I'm gaslighting when all the MAGA Republicans out there want to talk about Joe Biden's cognitive difficulties as if there are PhDs out there. They're the ones gaslighting, not me. I'm just giving you facts. Hey, and guess what? If the former president makes a mistake and says, you know what? You're supposed to be ID'd to buy bread. I say to myself, you know what? Donald Trump's in his late 70s He made a mistake And I don't think it's that big of a deal Now I think it's a big deal when you Threaten uh, You know a former or I'm sorry a general I think that's a big deal But if you make a gaffe and you you think That you need to uh, you know have ID For bread um, you know I don't think that's a big deal but when Joe Biden Does something like that it's literally In Donald Trump's words World War II All right, here's what we're going to do we're going to open up the phone lines and I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to chime in on this. If you think I'm gaslighting or I agree with everything Chris said yep. for once in my life. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm going to open up the, if you disagree with what Chris said or what I said about you think we're gaslighting when we talk about the gaffes of Donald Trump. And why is it that the right wing media doesn't want to cover that? I'm going to open up the phone lines now. Agree or disagree. Here's the number. 702-221-7283. 701 701- 702-221-SAVE <laughs> that's 702-221-7283 I don't want to see statements that were gaslighting unless you're willing to call into the show and tell me why otherwise your opinion doesn't make any sense to me and I don't care unless you're willing to actually have that discussion and tell me what I'm saying or what Chris is saying that's gaslighting that number one more time we're going to take calls on the other side agree or disagree 702 is the area code 221 save 702 221 7283. We're going to take calls on the other side of the break. Stick around. He's Chris Wynn. He is in studio. Uh, I'm going to leave the peanut butter stuff aside. I'm Brian Shapiro. Uh, it's pushing the limits right here on KSHB.
0: Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premiere Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Salone's Italian eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey
1: everybody, Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent on site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale printing services. From shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage, they're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex.
4: Tell them I sent you. buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands a community you call home. Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311.
1: everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries you name it they do it they have on-site x-ray ekg ultrasound and labs they treat chronic conditions such as asthma blood pressure diabetes and more they also offer general wellness exams treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening they're located on sahara 6125 west Sahara avenue their number is 702-248-0554 and the best part they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices office visits starting at just $95, and I'm also a client, so please give them a call 702-248-0554.
5: The London Bridge Resort in Lake Havasu is the perfect place to vacation in style. Their beautifully designed suites include stunning views, a kitchenette, and free Wi-Fi. The well-reviewed and affordable resort has tons of amenities, including a breakfast buffet, kids camp, a nine-hole golf course, three pools, a marina, boat tours, a water slide, and a great nightlife scene. London Bridge Resort is centrally located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Go to LondonBridgeResort.com to plan your getaway today. London Bridge Resort, your Arizona oasis destination.
1: All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. We got Chris Wynn in studio, and uh, I just learned that we only have four phone lines today because... uh, storm took out a few of our lines which is fine i'm sure we'll get them back so the lines might be busy they're full right now keep trying and i'm going to get to the phone calls uh, if you want to know what we were talking about me and chris Chris and myself were, were talking a little bit about the gaps of Donald Trump and for the people on the far right that have a problem with Joe Biden and think he has all these cognitive difficulties that think they're PhDs. Why don't they talk about Donald Trump when he says you need ID to buy bread uh, last week? Thinks he beat Barack Obama in an election. Last I checked, it was Hillary Clinton. Says Biden's going to get us into World War II. I think we won World War II. Said Jeb Bush got us into Iraq and Afghanistan. Where are those same people talking about Trump gaps? We're taking your calls at 702-221-7283. Let's start off with Craig. Craig is first up on Pushing Limits High. Craig, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh-oh. I think I think uh, my producer just hung up on you, Craig, by accident. Uh, my apologies. Uh, please call back, and uh, we'll get you back on the line. You didn't do anything wrong. My apologies, Craig. Please call back. Uh, let's go to Mark. Mark is up next. Hi, Mark. What's
2: going on? Hey, man. How are you? Good, Mark. I'm glad, to see- I'm glad Chris Wynn made it to the studio. Yes, sir. We a little... We had a little peanut butter conspiracy here at the house last night. It was. But I'm glad he made it. And, and you know what's funny, Mark?
0: Uh, you know Brian Shapiro was present for the process of that. Yes, you were. You're actually yes. in the building.
1: He I was. was there. Mark, what do you think the about uh, the gaffes? Why is it all, everybody on the right always talks about Joe Biden's gaffes, but never Donald Trump's gaffes? Why is that?
2: I I want to be how how are, excited are you to have a Biden Donald Trump the debate how excited are you well, for most this of the
1: country isn't excited about it i'm one of them i'm not excited about it either but uh that's here nor there i'm just making the case that for the people out there on the far right that say joe biden has all these cognitive difficulties why is it when donald trump says you need id to buy a loaf of bread none of these people on the far right want to talk about that
2: Well, we're not talking about bread how are we, what's going to happen in october june when they, these debates happen, what's going to happen? It's going to be horrible. It's well, bad for it's, the country.
0: It, yeah, Brian. It,
2: are you excited Mark, for it's this? It's going
0: to be a reality. It might be. It might in fact be the reality. It's, it's not a shocking- by the way, It's not a done deal, right? Obviously, there are circumstances that could take place in which both Joe Biden and Donald Trump may not be the Democratic nominee. Obviously, I'm not. I'm talking about other circumstances that could come about in which that's not the case, but. I mean, uh, you're, you're posing the question, but you're kind of just ignoring what. What is probably going to be the reality unless something, yeah. you know, the, something uh, uh, out of the norm actually happens
1: when one of those two is not.
0: Yeah. In fact, the nominee for their party for yeah. president of the United States.
1: Mark, I think that's yeah. the that's the key here. And uh, I'm just calling out right wing hypocrisy, which I do on this show every day. If you could give me left wing hypocrisy, then I'll gladly call them out as well. Right. All I'm simply saying is for the people out there that say Joe Biden's in the bunker, he's got Alzheimer's, cognitive difficulties like the Sean Hannity's of the world when Donald Trump doesn't even know we won World War II, and he doesn't know who the president was when we invaded Iraq, I think you can make the same case to Donald Trump, but you'll never hear people on the far right do that. That's the point I'm trying to make.
2: Oh, oh The point is you always do a, a shoulda, woulda, coulda game. Can we play this game with Joe Biden versus Donald Trump in a actual televised debate? What would happen? Well, look,
0: it's not a shoulda, woulda, coulda, as if can, it's can like, put, I, no, no, game? Mark, you to listen. Time out. It's not a shoulda, woulda, coulda, like it's hypothetical, all right? We're actually putting it—I mean, Brian Shapiro and and myself, because I'm here now— uh, he, just, he just played actual clips of things that he actually said right. that actually happened. It's not a hypothetical. It's not like oh, we're just speculating. We're just putting our opinion out there right. that we think Donald Trump is 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 jacked up, right. and that both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are just too old and they have no. Yeah. But if, like that's not what it is. But you, it's a reality. He, he, but, Brian actually played clip. Brian and numchuck actually played clips yeah. of what Donald Trump has said. Yes. And it's in reality, Mark. Mark, Mark, it's Mark, not uh, Mark doesn't want to admit this, but he yeah. is a
1: MAGA Republican. And when anybody is not willing to uh, say that, yes, Donald Trump might have cognitive difficulties as well, uh, one thing Joe Biden hasn't done, regardless of what you think, uh, he hasn't uh, incited violence against a general like General Milley. All right. Let's uh, go back to the phone. 702-221-7283. We uh, accidentally hung up on Craig. Craig, my apologies. Are you back, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Sorry. Craig. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Okay,
6: cool. So, so a couple of things. First of all, just let everybody know, um, I am a Republican and I do believe that both Biden and Trump have both done good things and bad things. I agree. In reference, in reference to what you were saying, and this is, this is it, and I don't have a, a video to play like you did, but, okay, so that, that, that's the stuff that we get from Biden compared to Trump. Now, to go to your statement or to the videos that you played. My understanding or what I got from it when Trump was speaking about bread is he was referring to the use of a debit card or a credit card to buy that. Okay, let then me ask you a wait hold on the the let, uh, let
1: me, the let me just compound there's two of us here so sir why is it that when Donald Trump says something that is completely idiotic I always hear people, and, and maybe you're not a MAGA supporter, I don't know, but why is it I hear people try to, here's what I think he was trying to say. I played you verbatim of what he said about bread. I played you verbatim Correct. what he said about Jeb Bush. He thought Jeb Bush got, it in, got us into war in Afghanistan. Now, I would Correct. call that jibber-jobber, but here, let me take it a step further. You said, here's the difference between Joe Biden and Joe Biden doesn't incite insurrections. He doesn't incite violence against generals. He doesn't attack women on looks. He doesn't attack POWs and Gold Star families. He doesn't call Mexicans rapists. And guess what? He's also not a liable rapist like Donald Trump. So I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. With all due respect, I agree with what you first said. Uh, Joe Biden's done some good and bad things. Donald Trump has done some good and bad things. I don't disagree with that. The problem is I think the bad things that Donald Trump has done oversees Joe Biden, like attacks on our democracy on January 6th. Do you disagree? Okay. Okay.
6: Well, Well, first of all, you brought up a couple other things, and I appreciate you letting me talk now. So the very first thing that I can tell you is everybody brings up, uh, Trump saying that Mexicans are rapists. Well, yeah. you, you have to, as, as a somebody who is in the radio field and everything, you have to explain the whole context he was talking about illegals coming over and ms i have the quote hold on, on time I, out I, see we have to stop you here okay, because look on, no, no, on, no, no, no 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 time, no, time, no, time no, out no, we're, we're not gonna let in, you go no, time you out let,
0: time no, out time even, out you you time even, out listen you will listen, not you are not know. you, you are completely wrong okay you're completely wrong you're trying to make it you're trying to you will not let we all heard the clip hang on hang on no listen will not let the caller down 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 you look you we all heard the clip hundreds of times the clip the the comment was made in 2015 during the actual election what you have tried to do in this phone call in the first part of the phone call you tried to essentially make excuses for Donald Trump and you're trying to uh rationalize around why he makes the comments he makes we Bri- Brian and I simply played the comments, alright? We played what Donald okay. Trump said. We did not misconstrue anything. We didn't change anything. It had nothing to do with our opinion. We we reflected on what he said, yes. but that's not the case. Okay, so and now you're trying to say, oh, you're trying to make excuses for Donald Trump when he makes a on. deplorable comment. Let me finish, Brian. Stop trying to interrupt me when okay, I'm just calm trying to finish. Down, though. No, I no, know. Well, I'm trying to finish the comment. OK, you don't need to interrupt me when I'm in the middle uh, of it. I know, OK, so I'll finish what I'm saying. Calm down. OK, Donald Trump's comment was deplorable. It was not taken out of context in any way, shape or form. OK, it was a ridiculous comment. And w- that was a racist Okay. Comment that essentially he made regarding, uh, you know, a large number of Mexicans or, you know, undocumented immigrants. If That's what it was. Don't try to make excuses for him. Okay. Okay. And try to Let say me, that we are changing or trying to, uh, confiscate or, or trying to, uh, to to change in any way, shape, or form what Donald Trump said. Okay, Craig, Boom. are you
1: still there?
9: Yeah, now, now. Okay, Craig, let me let me go ahead. Hold on, hold on one second.
1: Craig, give me twenty seconds, and then you have the floor. Hold on a
2: Craig, are you still there?
1: You guys, this
6: host. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I'm I'm still not going to yell at you,
1: Craig. Uh, we're going to have a, okay, a, a calm conversation, and I'm
6: going to give you an opportunity. Well, it would be nice if you guys would let somebody finish before so first you yell you you Now, I... you're, you're being polite, sir, but the other guy started yelling. Okay, and, mm, I understand. That's, that's, not, that's, because not, because oh, that's okay. not a right way to have a conversation. Okay, whatever. What's your point? So Craig, so,
1: Craig, give me 20 seconds here, and then I'll let you respond. Okay. A direct quote okay, from Donald perfect. Trump was, These people, these Mexicans, these people crossing right. our border... They're rapists and they're bad people, and I suppose some of them are good people. No, Mr. President, that is not true. While a small percentage of those people might be bad people, when the President of the United States makes a statement like that, it's beneath the presidency, and it's racism.
6: Would you not agree with that? Okay. Okay. So, if if I can finish now, if I can finish my statement before that, what what your quote you just said, sir, is absolutely right. However, you're not, Putting into context what he said prior to it, okay. If you just take sir, what exactly what you just quoted? Yes, it's a horrible thing to say. It is racist. However, before that statement was made, they were talking about illegals and the MS-13 gang members coming over. His statement still wasn't clear. I'm not saying that Trump is ever the best communicator or. Says it the right way. All right, way. let me ask you another question, okay, make Craig. An excuses, Craig. Now, let okay, you, excuses. Let me ask Let me ask you another question. No, this, no, but that. No, the guy saying
1: Craig, I'm okay, making excuses. Hold on, we is... can't have three people talking at once, Craig. Let me ask you another question. Well, that guy okay. keeps interrupting me.
0: Uh, okay, so your, your again, I'm one of the co-hosts on the show right now. Okay, so I'm not interrupt. I'm interrupting you because you're saying things that are ridiculous, and I'm countering okay, them. No, and you're I'm running out. That you're, you're, you let me ask. Yeah, you're saying things that are ridiculous. Let me ask Craig another question. It's true, though. Hopefully, no, it's, not. Hopefully no, it's p- not. It's your opinion. Yeah, it's it is, wrong. It is okay. true. Let me
1: ask Craig no, another it's... question, and hopefully two people will stop talking so I can respectfully ask Craig another question. Craig, when Donald Trump said um, he didn't respect John McCain because he was captured, am I am I wrong context in that as well, or will you defend that statement as well?
6: No, uh, and this is coming from a military veteran. What he said about John McCain was wrong.
1: Happy to hear you say that. I'm oh, not oh, saying uh, I'm happy to hear you say that.
6: Okay, so... So there, and, and if you guys, again, give me just a couple of minutes to, to talk without getting interrupted. And I understand that you're trying to push your narrative. No, no, like, no, 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 Hold on, hold on. Now I'm going to stop on. you. No, just like, no, no, <laughs>
1: <Craig, laughs> Put down for a second. Let me, Craig, now I'm potting you down. Because when you say something that's yeah. not true, I'm not going to let you finish. Now I'm going to keep you on the line. I'm not going to hang up on you. I don't have something called a narrative. What I have is something called an opinion and then facts on my side. When the former president of the United States calls Mexicans rapists and then he says, suppose some of them are good people, context or not, it's wrong and it shouldn't happen. That's you know what my narrative is. I want decent people in office when the president, the former president attacks John McCain and says, I don't respect him because he was captured or goes after POWs or women based on their looks or attacks General Milley and incites violence. And I point that out. That's not a narrative. You see, a narrative would be Joe Biden's in the bunker or a lie based on a narrative would be I won the election in a landslide. And then we have something called January 6th. Sir, I'm a registered independent that leads, ne- leads to the, uh, I should say leans to the left on social issues. I voted for eight Republicans in the 2022 election. I've never donated to any political campaign. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't vote for Barack Obama. So spare me your nonsense if I have some sort of narrative if you're not used to truth. Are you the guy that watches Newsmax or Fox News? Are you a fan of Fox News or OAN?
6: Okay, so is it is it possible that I answer and I finish my statement? Not if you say I, something. No, we're going to counter me, you when you, you say God. things that are ridiculous. Okay. We're going to we're so so cut you off. We're going to
0: so go, counter it, okay? What, with with actual okay, stuff on, that okay. makes sense. Can, okay, yeah, that. No, you won't no. even let, you let me. You don't just get to talk un, un, unfettered. Is, oh, yeah, holy God. Hey, See, hey, buddy! This, hey, buddy! Even hey, buddy! Hey, buddy! This, hey buddy this, you don't get you to just let talk me finish my statement without response from us, okay. you say something that is okay. wrong. I, I, so let me take over. I word was, word that I, we're gonna I was going to say the same so, Craig, thing about Craig, I'm the
3: I'm going to let
1: you. I'm going to let you make on. a point, Craig. But yes. the reason okay. why I interrupted you is because you said something about me personally that is not true. Okay. I don't have okay. a
6: narrative. Perfect. So uh, here's what I'll say. I apologize that I made it about you. No problem. I will rephrase that. And I I will say that the left narrative is to push all of these things. Now, I've already agreed with you, sir, that your statement of what he said about Mexican rapists... Is wrong, right? That statement in itself, but the context and the whole thing was not just about that. It was also
1: about. Okay, so about let's MS go with 13. let's go with that okay. for a second, and then hold on, hold on a second. Let's go with that for a second. If you're claiming okay. that he was talking about terrorists or he was talking about Correct. people coming into this country with bad intentions, then why would he MS-13. say at the end of that statement, "I suppose some of them are good people"? If we're gonna go by your excuse, because that's what I think it is, and he was talking about all these bad terrorists and gang members then why would he say i suppose some of them are good people
6: because the question that was brought up to him was about the illegals and the criminals coming around, over so are all okay. illegals so bad course, people not all no not so all why illegals would he are say he
1: suppose
9: some, some
6: of them are good people that's a ridiculous statement because he's not assuming that every single one of them that coming over is a rapist. Let me ask that you another question. Statement. Do you Hold think on. that's he you said, think that's good language for the regardless of what what
1: context you want to put in there and we agree to disagree, you think that's good language okay. for the president to say these people crossing yeah, here, our border they're rapists and bad people, and I suppose some of them are good people? You, you
6: are you defending criminals, that criminals. kind of language? Criminal, and I'll tell you, he called I'll them tell rapists. you why he said it. Correct. I'll tell you why he said that, and I'll tell you also why Trump won. It's because people are tired of, in general, politicians. When people look at Then Trump, why did he lose in two thousand and twenty? Hold on, then because why did he lose? I'll tell you why.
1: Is, is, there, is, is there, sir? Is there a time that I can finish
9: a statement before, All right. sir? I
1: appreciate by. you calling in. Have a nice day. Okay,
0: so this is what happens when I you
1: kept get
4: people
0: you on, on the line. I don't 10 understand minutes. how uh, what a back and forth is, Brian. Okay, where, where, look. You are the lead host of the show. I'm a co-host today, all right? You callers call in. We're going to respond to what you say, and we're not going to let you go unfettered and say things that are not correct. It's not that your, we don't agree with your opinion, so we're cutting you off. We are pointing out that you're saying something that is wrong. When Donald Trump says that, I assume some of them are good people, Brian Shapiro and that caller, hey, caller, all right? It's a, a statement that is incorrect. It is false, and we are pointing that out to you. So now I'm getting very upset because you're trying to the caller's trying to cut me off when I'm simply pointing out what you're saying is wrong caller, okay? And I I'm, I'm simply pointing that right. out to you. Okay. It's not a matter of we have a difference of opinion. You happen to be wrong and I happen to be right and Brian happens to be right too on on these situations. It's not a matter of oh, we have opinions that just happen to vary
1: right. on this. Let's, let's,
0: That's let's, the deal. All right, so, okay? here's so the deal. this is how
1: it works. Okay, so Craig I appreciate you calling in. You're welcome to call back anytime. But as I said before, and I gave you ample time, the reason why I can speak for myself at times I interrupt people or chime in is when you say something that's not true, like I have a narrative. I don't have a narrative. I have my opinions. And if a Democrat does something wrong, I'll call them out. Uh, I've been very, very critical of the squad. Uh, Ilhan Omar, Ocasio Cortez, or, or Menendez. When, when a Democrat, in my opinion, does something wrong, I called. It out. It's not a narrative, it's called honesty. Uh, I don't right. always take one side of the aisle. 702. Two two one seven two eight three is the number to call.
4: Before we take this next call, can we just have a minute of Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it is. I mean I, it's kinda crazy. It's kinda ridiculous. To ridiculous but it's that. very frustrating, okay, you guys. Well, I'm when, guilty Listen. when when we have somebody that's on the line. Okay, yes. Brian. And then when you and Brian, when you and I get to it, when when I'm being cut off when I'm trying to make a very clear and concise point, yeah. and people need to feel if the I'm, need to jump in and interrupt me in the middle of said point, like the caller. I
1: did. don't what I don't want All is right? I don't so, want yeah. multiple people screaming at the same time. Some
0: Sometimes well, I no, it'll guys, just be me screaming
1: about, and I'll make it a point. Sometimes I do that as well. Oh, yeah. I, and I get a little you're heated. You're a passionate yell, guy, as, as am, as am I. I. As are you. Yes. Uh, but sometimes I try to stop myself. Uh, Craig, I'm sure you're a nice guy. You're welcome to call back anytime. But But uh, just don't say things that are not true. Like exactly. I have, I have some sort of nice. narrative. Yeah. Or, uh, again, that's what MAGA country like to do, with all due respect, Craig, is, is they'll take a quote and say, well, here's what I think, let's give it some context, here's what I think he was trying to say. Oh, no, he didn't say you need ID to buy bread, we just played the audio. Yes, he did. Brian,
0: making excuses. He was yeah, making excuses right. for why Trump said what he said, yeah. and then he was right. completely so
1: incorrect
0: let's try to, on what let's, was actually said Donald J. by Donald J. J. Trump. Correct. All
1: right, let's get, wrong. let's take the next call, 702-221-7283. Let's go to Patrick. Patrick is next. Hello, Patrick.
2: What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Blood Good. pressure down today? No,
0: no, it's it's up there again. <laughs> it's just it's just very difficult, very frustrating, sir Patrick. Very frustrating at times dealing with individuals. Well,
2: I, I was surprised that he was. You guys didn't have a show on Tuesday. I thought something maybe bad happened to him, man. I mean, guys, obviously a walking heart attack.
0: <laughs> Sad to see well, man. With the guy you're talking about me, right? Yeah. No, I'm just very passionate. yeah, I get very passionate and I get I get very anyway. irritated when people yeah. don't have a you know, a, 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 a sense of reality whatsoever.
2: Patrick, what's di- on it's your very mind? Difficult. What's on your mind, man? Yeah, yeah. I wanna follow up man again today you talked about that you weren't in support of the uh, Iraq war um but you have said that you want to take out Putin, Yes, similar to the way we took out uh, Saddam Hussein. Not
1: true. Not similar to the way we took out... So here's the deal, Patrick. We invaded Iraq based on something that wasn't true. We were told that Saddam yes. Hussein had That's weapons right. of mass destruction. And we went in there under false pretenses. We found Saddam Hussein with a pellet gun and a candy bar in a hole in the ground. He was not a threat to the United States of America, and I would argue probably not a threat to the world. Certainly a threat to his own people, and I'm glad we got him. Okay. i glad he's no longer alive completely different
2: circumstance than the vladimir Putin. Well, I, yeah brian i'm trying to understand your position on on your solution to the ukraine war you said i've we given just have solutions to take him out i've given solutions in my personal opinion take putin out,
1: right in my personal opinion the only thing right now that would probably end this war is taking out vladimir putin now i hope i'm and wrong. you said
2: the same and way I, we did with saddam hussein right i mean that's what you said in the past
1: I've said over history that we shouldn't have gone into Iraq because that war was based on false pretenses. You do understand the difference there, right? We're not being told that Vladimir Putin has weapons of mass destruction and is going to nuke the United States of America. But we were told that under the George W. Bush administration, and they were wrong. Now, I don't know if they lied or not. I really don't know the answer to that. What I do know is people made a lot of money off of that war, billions and billions and billions of dollars. Sure,
2: Uh, As are in the Ukraine war,
1: no doubt. Okay, again, completely different circumstance because we had Vladimir Putin that invaded – one of our allies invaded a country. Saddam Hussein didn't invade another country. We were told he had weapons of mass destruction. I'm trying to differentiate the two. Do you still not get where
2: I'm going with that? What I'm trying to to convey to you, sir, is that all these wars have been based on lies. I mean, we're about the same age, so you remember the Kuwait war when they ran out the girl in front of – uh, parliament or congress wherever it was yes she was a came to find out she was uh ambassador afghanistan ambassador's daughter or something like that and some pr firm okay, helped so her what's the
1: lie with ukraine what's what's the lie what were we lied about when it came to the war in ukraine what are we being lied about yeah
2: well I, i'm trying to make a point here that all the, all the wars have been fake narratives okay so we've, what's the we've fake been narrative of I would disagree with that disagree. yeah i disagree
1: but what's the, okay yeah. but let's go to your point What's
2: the fake okay, narrative? Okay, well, I just said the Great War. The, remember, remember the babies being thrown out of incubators okay, let's that never focus, Let's focus. Let's focus right now. About Iraq Did war.
1: Putin not invade hey, the, Iraq, uh, uh, Ukraine? Is that a lie? Is that a fake yeah. narrative? But Brian, I'm trying to understand your solution I'm to the problem. I'm trying to understand you your you point. You out... just said every war uh, is a narrative. That's that's a lie. And I'm asking you a very specific question, and, I'm, I, and I'd like an answer. With all due respect. Now, the first, the, what is the, the lie? The Did Vladimir
0: the, Putin the not first, invade
2: Ukraine?
1: Geez.
0: Did, no, you're not hey, hearing the, the question victim.
2: or no? Are you not hearing the question or no? Hey, Are you ignoring the, it? The first victim of every war is the truth. And that's historically true. Okay. Vietnam is okay, so a very the... That's a generalized
1: that... statement. Yeah, I'll ask you You could debate, I guess. Sir, but... with all due respect, I'm yeah, gonna I, ask I I you examples, again for the
2: fourth time. I have examples. Will you let me provide them? I have examples. I want examples. a specific want example talk
1: about for them? the war in the Ukraine, please, sir. On
2: why it's a fake narrative?
1: Yes. Yeah, why yeah. is
0: there a lying narrative when it comes to yeah. the war between Ukraine and well, Russia? Well, By the way, we're okay. not in the war. We're not actually in the war. We are, we are supporting Ukraine. Correct. But we're not actually in the conflict. It's a conflict yeah. between Ukraine and Russia. But what is the hey, lying. guys. The war. No. Hey, the hey, war no, Patrick, 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 fo- Patrick focus. Pa- Jesus, I know. Patrick, focus. The question <laughs> is this What's the lying narrative in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? What's that lying narrative?
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to talk. So the NATO, recently, one of the officials from NATO recently came out and said, yes, this war could have been prevented if they would have guaranteed that NATO would have not expanded their lines. Everybody agrees that this war was from NATO in the West, putting all of these bases on Russia's military and funding... So these- you're blaming
1: this war on NATO and not Vladimir Putin? That's absurd.
2: What would you do if if, the, if, if Russia put a bunch of... Bases in Mexico okay, and so Canada, okay I'll answer that. Let me happen. start from
1: the beginning. First of all, it's not a lie or a fake narrative when you say, boy, NATO could have done this, this could have been prevented. That's a policy mm-hmm. difference, or you're saying, boy, it could have been prevented if this happened. That's not a lie or a fake narrative. Let me be very clear, okay? The reason why there's a war in the Ukraine— Is because of Vladimir Putin who invaded a country and has killed thousands, is responsible for killing thousands and thousands of innocent people. Whether, whether you want to get into the weeds with me on why he did it or not, that's not a lie. And by the way, I'm not going to defend Vladimir Putin. And I hope you wouldn't either for doing what he did of all the innocent people that have died. That is a different conversation than what you are saying, which is every war is based on a lie or a fake narrative. Sir, with all due respect, that's not a lie or a fake narrative. If you want to criticize NATO, that's fine. We can have that conversation. But that's a different conversation than what you're saying. So are you going to retract that statement, or are you still going to believe in the fact that this was a lie and we're being told lies about why there's a war in the Ukraine?
2: Do you ever talk about the many, many lives lost before he invaded into Russia? we does been that have to do with what we're talking war. about? Ukraine did not well, it start this it war. It explains why, why right? hey, explains why Putin went into Ukraine. Sure, I'll give give you
4: the
1: easiest answer I can. Vladimir Putin is a guy who is willing to kill and murder anybody just for the sake of disagreeing with him. Do you know that I have very close friends in Las Vegas who have family in Russia, and they're afraid to even have a conversation on a phone and say anything negative about Vladimir Putin because they will kill you. That's why. Vladimir Putin and his evil murderous regime will kill you because he's an evil... Murderous dictator. We can get into the weeds about NATO. The bottom line is Vladimir Putin is a really bad guy, and even
2: most so you Republicans want to take him would out. agree with me on this. So and you I'm want to take won't him out just that. like we did Saddam Hussein, right? You want to take him out just like we did Saddam Hussein. Right? Well, the that, end game, you know he wanted? wants the
0: end game to be both of them being dead. Yes, that's apparent. I'll lay it. I'll just lay it out there for you, man. Okay. Yes, I think okay, in a perfect and, and world. No, no, cause no, no, cause let me. I'll finish again. Okay, in a perfect okay, world, yeah, yeah. To Shapiro, and a lot of people, by the way, it'd be better if Vladimir Putin ended up. Like Saddam Hussein. The circumstances are not exactly the same when it came to the war with, uh, with, in Iraq as opposed to the situation here. But Brian, yes, he pointed it out at the top of this phone call with you, Patrick, that he thinks one of the solutions, probably the big solution, because you're talking about the leader right. of a guy, of, of a country that went in to a sovereign nation, right? In Russia going into Ukraine would be that Vladimir
2: Putin be dead. Yes, that's what he thinks. Guys, that's, that's never worked in the cost of taking Saddam Hussein out like we did. Do you guys think that was worth? Did it, it work when we took out you Osama bin Laden? Osama bin Laden again is not an elected official. Is it a good thing that we took out Osama bin Laden? Yes or that no? He's getting him him. Patrick, Patrick, I got to
1: yeah. ask you one more question yeah. Yeah. because I hope that you are intellectually yeah. honest. Is it a good thing yeah. that us as Americans we took out Osama bin Laden, the mastermind behind 9 It
2: was that a good or bad thing? You're talking about the, the CIA, AIS, the,
6: the problem I that a, I'm we I'm going to ask
1: you now for a second time, I th- or third time. I think it's a very it's basic enough. question. Yeah. I'm not talking about going into the weeds of who did it. As yeah. Americans, do you think it's a good thing under Barack Obama yeah. that we got Osama Bin Laden? Why can't you answer it's that it's question, amazing. sir? You, def- you deflect. All you do is deflect. Right, You're you the, on the, the one that's deflecting. You're guy.
0: not answering the question. He, wouldn't he was answer. the one actually deflecting. Here's the
1: thing, ladies and gentlemen. Patrick, thank you for the call. When you're not going to answer a – when you want to talk Very about basic. wars yes. and you won't answer a basic question <laughs> that I'd like to think 99.9% of society would answer, is it a good thing we took out Osama bin Laden? And just about everybody would say yes, and you won't even answer that basic question, but you say I'm deflecting. Sir, I think we know who the yes. true deflector is, and I do appreciate your call. Uh, you can now go back to your reading your QAnon stuff. 702-221-7283. Again, that number, if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, live radio show, can't do stuff on, on TikTok and social media. 702-221 save. Patrick, you're welcome to call back anytime, but I would hope next time you would answer my questions. Uh, I think Chris would agree. Let's or, go to, yeah. let's go to, uh, Edward. Edward is next. What's up, Edward?
2: Hey, what's up guys? I, uh, I guess I just called to say hello. <laughs> hello.
1: Hey, Edward, hey can I ask you a question, sir?
6: Let me ask you real quick. You do have an AED machine close to Chris, right? Just in case. No, it's just <laughs> e- I, mean, I got us,
0: Edward. Edward, it is so frustrating at times. <laughs> Edward, I, I to trust myself down. Yeah. but it's so very difficult when you're trying to come at with these people and they don't yeah. they don't come strong with their I agree. with their
1: takes. It's Chris brutal. is okay. I'm going to buy him beyond lunch. Beyond All right, so Edward, hang yeah. on. I'm, I'm going to play a game with you, Edward. I'm going Edward. Oh. I want to ask you about five questions, and they're yes because I think you're a reasonable guy. Uh, is that fair? Can, can I ask can
2: y'all one question afterwards?
1: I want one Absolutely. Want ask, oh, one I'm going to ask you five questions. One question. Yes or no. Sure. Is Second. it a is it a yeah. good thing that we took out Osama bin Laden? Optional. So you don't think it was a good thing? 50-50, I would say. Really? Okay, I'm surprised. 50, 50. You. Why do you think it's not a good thing that we took out Osama bin Laden at the time the leader of Al-Qaeda? Second question. We'll continue. All right, I'm I'm curious that. Do you think it's a good thing that Osama uh, that uh, Saddam Hussein is no longer on the planet?
2: Uh... Oh, debatable. So you would debatable, rather yeah. have
1: Saddam Hussein on the planet Earth?
2: Uh, I, don't believe in, I don't believe in killing him. Like, I don't believe in capital punishment and stuff like that. So I, I don't believe in murder. Even if I the don't. guy
1: is responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths, don't you think that would save lives by taking out an evil, murderous dictator? Oh, uh,
2: for the sake of yes or no, I'll say yes. How about okay.
1: that? All right. I was going to ask you another question, and it's a very similar one. Sure. Do you think it's a good thing Yasser Arafat is no longer alive? Yossel Arafat? Yeah. Oh, Yossel. I,
2: Yossel Arafat. I don't know too much about him personally. I don't know much All about All right, his fair history. enough. Uh,
1: I, I think we understand where I'm going with this. Sometimes there are evil, mm-hmm. murderous, dictators out there that are responsible. They're very dangerous people. And when they're no of longer course. alive, I tend to think that's a good thing for the world and we are safer. That's that's the that's point.
0: That's a very sane take, Brian. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I, would, I would concur yeah. with that assessment. Yes. Now, Edward, look. So you, 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 you just sure. said that you don't agree with killing, right? That's That was your premise yeah. as to why? I, okay, so so how about this? How about I propose this? What would you think? Sure. So, so it'd be, would it be okay if we had Saddam Hussein or uh, obviously Osama bin Laden in like a federal prison, right, for the rest of their lives, in, in which they weren't out Almost there like, floating around in the world where they could cause more mayhem and more chaos and more killings on their part. Because you said you don't believe in them killing, yet these are individuals we, who actually kill people. So that's why we, they, they should face consequences for their actions. So would you have a problem with them I being put in federal prison?
6: No, I, I don't. I believe everyone should be punished for their crimes. So Edward, 100%. because of time constraints, well, that's a, that's because of time thing. constraints,
4: yeah, yeah, I yeah.
1: want to give you an opportunity. To, yeah. I want to give you an opportunity to ask your questions. So yeah. go ahead, Edward. Sure.
2: Y'all, if you aren't dating, right? I'm sorry. you are y'all dating? Are we dating each dating. other?
1: No, we're not. Us too?
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> dating.
0: It, I it's thought you were dating y'all it's Edward. We're two straight two straight heterosexual dudes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, that's yeah, oh, actually yeah. okay. for the record. It's a weird question. It's kinda of a weird question <laughs> to that, that though. Yeah, it's weird, isn't uh, it? Weird?
1: would you would you date Osama bin Laden? Uh, I don't have thing for beards, man. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, then, then I guess you're not <laughs> attracted to me. Edward, it's good to hear from you, my friend. I do appreciate the call. Yo, Thank you very much. Guys. Thank right, you, peace, guys. Peace, good peace good peace, to y'all. hear from you, Edward. 702-221-7283. Strange. Very strange, strange one call. call We're getting again. some weird ones, but that's yeah. okay. It's entertaining. Let's go to Shay. Shay is next up on PTL. What's up, Shay?
3: Shay, what's up? What's going on? Um, uh, I got to ask. Uh, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> so... Over the course of this Congress, who do you think has been the real Speaker of
1: the House? That's a very good question, and I'll let Chris answer. Let me just answer real quickly, and then I'll before get... I answer, I, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is <laughs> is a behind, and Donald Trump. Uh, I'm going to give you those two. I think they're in Kevin McCarthy's ear. All he cares about is staying in power, which he's probably not going to do. I would also sprinkle a little Matt Gates on that as well. They are in his ear. <laughs> And make no mistake about it, the second Kevin McCarthy went to Mar-a-Lago just days after January 6th, he decided to sell his soul to the orange turd.
3: Which uh, I think, um, you know what, this kind of reminds me so much of the last Congress where we had that 50-50 split Senate. Um, this kind of reminds me of the House, where it's basically a 50-50, 50-50 uh, split. But I think Harkin Jeffries is the, is the real Speaker of the House. I well, mean, realistically, because mm-hmm. he has bailed out the Republican um, caucus yeah. um, with these last two um, bills right over the debt and the, um, I get and where the you're government going. shutdown.
1: I, I get where you're going with that. I think Hakeem Jeffries is a very experienced, intelligent, and well-spoken guy. Uh, maybe someday he'll run for president. I don't know. I am a fan of his. I think he's a decent man. So I get where you're going with that. I I do. Um, but Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, particularly lately, look really bad, especially when it comes to this, the, the possible government shutdown and the fact they can't even do the basics to keep this uh, this thing going. Um, it's, it's very sad. But I understand, I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to be the speaker much longer.
3: But I think – so over the – I've been listening to all these TV shows today over this motion to vacate. Um, I heard AOC yesterday talking about she would vote to vacate, basically vacate Kevin McCarthy. Um, do you think the Democrats are going to vacate or no, gonna try to remove him?
1: No. no I don't th- I, I, to answer your question, no. I, I don't think they are going to go that route. Uh, I don't always agree with Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, I've been very disappointed with her. I do have respect for her, her education. She worked hard to get to where she is. I respect her for that. I really don't like some of her positions, especially lately, and members of the squad. Hmm. But, well, you know what, we'll have to wait and see what funny. happens, right, Shay? I think you ask some very valid questions, and some of the stuff you're saying I, I certainly agree with. I think we all can mm. agree on one thing, Shea. Uh, I think uh, Kevin McCarthy does not have a backbone. I, I request an x-ray. <laughs> I
3: think he's totally unfit to, to be the speaker, to be honest with you. I agree. I'm, I mean, I agree. Can he, can we, I got one more question. What, um, what, is, what is the rule for how, how can you expel somebody in the House? Do you have to have a certain majority? Or can it be by, um,
1: For example, if somebody cheated on their wife or somebody did some things that were unbecoming, if they did a Lauren Boebert and fondled somebody in a theater, uh, you can't just have the other side of the aisle saying he's gone. Um, so not How many discuss, people, though?
3: Yeah. I get that, but how many How many members of the House do you have to have
1: to expel I somebody? I don't want to give, uh, unlike many right-wing shows, I don't want to give misinformation. I don't have an exact answer on that, but I know you have to have some sort of cooperation and vote from the other side. To make that happen, and I can tell you right now, um, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene can go into a movie theater tonight, Shay, and she could perform uh-huh. a sexual act on a man in a public theater, and then flip off employees and Republicans. And you'd be hard pressed to get the votes of vote. Republicans that would want to out her. So that's where we are in politics right now.
3: Yeah. I guess if they had a 30, 40 seat majority, I, I wonder if they would have gotten rid of Santos and. uh. And
1: fact, uh, The fact that George Santos is still in home. office is home. all you need to know mm-hmm. about the Republican Party. Hey, Shay, it's good to hear from you, my friend. I appreciate the call, okay? Thanks, Shay. I- Thank you. Yeah, quick comment.
0: Look, he was kind of being tongue in cheek there saying Hakeem Jeffries, he thinks, is the Speaker of the House. Obviously, uh, if you understand, you know, the makeup of the House of Representatives, the Republicans do control the House. Yep. So, uh yeah. And, and look, it's a political body, right? They play politics yep. all day long. So, yeah, he, Hakeem Jeffries absolutely is a strong voice from the Democratic side right. of the House of Representatives. but. But if we're if we're being uh, if we're being completely honest, Brian and Tishay and to others out there, uh, you know, and I want it, I want to have a little bit
1: of faith, yeah. right, Brian, so when it comes somebody- to
0: our when it comes to our political bodies. Kevin McCarthy sure. is a speaker. The I House. agree with he you.
1: Is. I agree. So somebody on social media just said, "What's wrong with copying a feel in the theater?" My response to that is, if you've never heard of public indecency before, and you're asking the question, "What's wrong with a congresswoman copying a feel?" Uh, in public, then you probably uh, don't understand what I'm saying. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Mark. Mark is next. What's up, Mark?
9: Hi. Am I on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go sir. right ahead. Oh, very good. Hey, yes, I, I wanted to point out that the earlier caller talking about all wars start with a lie was correct, but just not in the way he thought. couple of things. Ukraine is not a NATO country, so that wasn't the issue. And in fact, Finland wasn't a member of NATO and Sweden until after the war started. So Putin caused NATO to want to expand as a defensive posture, first. Secondly... The lie was, uh, was from Putin. Putin said there were Nazis in Ukraine, and that's why he was invading. So let's be clear who started the war and who lied us. Oh, sure. So, Mark, to your
1: him. point, which I, I agree, uh, there are evil, murderous dictators that will start a war, and they'll give excuses, and in this case, lies, lies of yeah. why they invaded. I don't disagree with that at all, Mark but the caller was right. trying to make the claim that Americans oh, are lying or maybe democrats are lying and that's why we're sending ukraine aid it's very simple and he was comparing also
0: the iraq war okay which was started which was a war that the united states actually was in and comparing it to the war the conflict that it is between ukraine and russia and he was kind of talking about it in a context as if the united states was actually in the war when we are in fact not in that war
9: Oh, yes, I, I I agree, and I understand all those points. I just wanted to undermine his point by pointing out who the actual liars were. And if he started then, out uh, the
1: conversation, Mark, in saying what you just said very eloquently, then I would agree with him. The problem is he failed to call out Vladimir Putin at all in that conversation. He didn't call him evil. He didn't call him a murderous dictator. Uh, like many people on the far right that it seems to me, Mark, and you could tell me whether you disagree or yes. not, Chris – a lot of the MAGA Republicans out there, it seems to me that they defend Vladimir Putin like a Donald Trump does, and they attack people in Ukraine. They call people Nazis. I've heard some MAGA Republicans call Zelensky a Nazi. And I think yeah. some of those people actually want Vladimir Putin to win.
9: Yeah, it's 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 very clear that they're very twisted in their outlook on the world. Um, what they don't understand is that a Donald Trump doesn't care about them. If he got back into power, he'd be just as happy hurting his own followers as he would anybody else. And as General Milley said uh, the other day, uh,
1: Donald Trump is, even though he didn't use him by name, but I think we know why General Milley said this, a wannabe dictator. That's exactly who Donald Trump is. He's a wannabe dictator. It's why uh, he admires people like Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin. Absolutely. If if people out there don't see that, then then they're blind, and I don't know what to tell you.
9: Yeah, well they're they're worse than blind. Basically there's a pure vacuum between their ears. Yeah. No, I Mark, I'm with you, my friend. Great call.
1: Appreciate it. Good to hear from you, okay? Thanks, Mark. All right, take care. Thanks, Mark. Uh seven oh two 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 one seven two eight three is the number to call again. Seven oh two 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 one save, even though I can't promise to save all of you. Uh let's go to Carl <laughs> Carl. Carl is next. Uh what's up, Carl? How you
7: doing? Hey Carl. Well, hey, Brian, Chris. Uh listen uh <laughs> You've had some weirdos on, but you never get a, Let me explain something. There's something I've probably mentioned to you before called social psychology. It's the study of cults, cults, people who join cults and how they think and how they reason. Like I said before, a long time, I think I told you, if you study old pictures of uh, Hitler's rallies and you look at the faces and the people and how they act, and then you look at Trump's rallies, the, pe- the people are almost identical. They, they, they look identical. They, they follow identically. And uh, there's no big difference between them. Uh, you'll never change their minds because they've already been indoctrinated and cultivized. They're, they're in a cult. So,
1: Carl, can I I ask you about this, too? Because, uh, Carl, I think you made a really good point there, which is there are certain people— You're never going to change their mind. Carl is right. It is a cult. Now, if you don't think MAGA Republicans are in a cult, you don't see malarkey flags on the back of cars. You don't see people decked out in malarkey stuff and Joe Biden memorabilia because we are not in a cult. And I say we because I did vote for Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, not my first, second, or third pick. But today, I would still pick Joe Biden over Trump. I'm not in a cult. Joe Biden's old, and I wish some other people in office that are younger would run against Donald Trump. But the reality of the situation is that is not going to happen. Those that are in the MAGA cult, Donald Trump said it himself, if I shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, they would still vote for me. Donald Trump was right on that. He was right then, and he's right now. These people are brainwashed, they are in a cult, and they are... Selling their souls. Those in the MAGA Republican Party today have sold their souls to orange man. And there is no turning back. It's too late. Republicans Mm -hmm. did this to themselves. And by the way, the idea that JFK Jr. running as an independent would take votes away from Democrats is nonsense. It would actually take votes away from Donald Trump. Why? because there are conspiracy theorist MAGA Republicans out there that like RFK Jr for that reason whether it be the Charlie Kirk's or yeah. the Candace Owens they like RFK Jr because he's a conspiracy theorist so i actually argue that RFK Jr running would hurt Republicans more than Democrats
7: well if you i mean look at it this way if if you were a, you are a a right-wing uh Trump supporter and you you, you. No matter what he says, you can never be able to see the dictatorial tendencies that he puts his, puts forth. You won't believe it. You won't want to hear it. You won't hear it. But people who aren't cult- in a cult like that, or their brains have already been uh, altered can see that dictatorial tendency that oh, he you're has. Right.
1: Carl, I'm, I'm with you 100%, my friend. Great call. Good to hear from you. I appreciate you. Okay. Uh, thank sure. you, Carl. And let me so,
0: comment real quick because yeah. uh, Carl started the phone call talking about our yes. callers. Look, and Brian, you made this abundantly clear at the top of the segment before phone calls were being taken. Hey, those of you out there that think that myself or Brian are lying, nobody has come strong with a take and pointed out in any way, shape, or form that Brian Shapiro or Chris Wynn have lied about anything, okay? Do I have opinions because I'm on the left and because I'm a Democrat? Absolutely. Does Brian have opinions because he sure. has opinions? Yes, he does. But there's been no indication whatsoever, and nobody has come strong. Uh, when Carl was talking about you know, some of these wacky phone calls we're getting, where anybody has pointed out any lie whatsoever that has been put out there. By Brian or myself.
1: So, Chris, I, I have some people that are concerned about you on social media. That well, are they asking they should be about because of, because of having to deal with some of this nonsense that I've had to deal with today on the air. Yeah, airways. I mean, but I listen. Yeah, there's people out here that are concerned about it's you. It's tough,
0: man. It's tough to deal with. Okay. Yeah, we're coming down to the end of the show, but yeah, it's just it's been uh, it's been kind of a, a a very hyped up day, Brian Shapiro, for Chris Wynn
1: on pushing the limit. Well, listen, there there are people that um, I'm happy to have conversations Beautiful with them, job. right? There are people that I'm happy to have conversations with, and, and we're yeah. not going to always uh, agree on things. And I think that's great, and, and I'm happy. I do that on this show every day. And, and you know, listen, I'll be the first one to admit sometimes I get a little heated. Maybe sometimes I go a little bit over the line. Uh, but listen, yeah. I'm uh, you know, I'm an uh, emotional guy, uh, but I'm also, I think, pragmatic. It's nice to hear the massage music going. Now, Chuck doing a great job playing the massage music. I think if anybody needs a massage, probably Chris more than me, but I could use one as well. No, but in all in all seriousness, um, <laughs> I can't speak seriously. <laughs> but that's what I said, Brian. Know. They they have
0: not pointed out one thing. Look, yes, I have my opinions, right? You have your opinions. Sure, sure. And those are things that can be debated, right? You can banter about when it comes to opinions. But when you're making actual statements of fact right. like you have today mm-hmm. and like I have at points, you know, when I try to weave myself in between callers that, that, yep. that want to just keep spout, spouting off nonsense, yes. you know? It is. That's what it is, and it's it's kind of disrespectful to us when you're coming at me and trying to say that I'm lying about something right. when I am in fact not lying about something. If I have an opinion that you disagree with, go ahead, disagree, uh, uh, disagree away, right. okay? Right. But don't try to paint it like I like I'm saying something that is factually inaccurate or 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 not or that I'm lying about something when I, when I am in fact not lying about it.
1: Well, the difficult thing I agree. The different for- difficult thing for me is when people um. Say I have a narrative. Now, I do believe in in certain members of the media. Of course they have narratives. Like I look at a guy like a Sean Hannity. Of course the guy has a narrative. First of all, the narrative for him is let's make as much money as possible and get the biggest ratings we can get, even though I say things that are not true. Hence... Under oath, Sean Hannity said that he knew Donald Trump was full of crap when it came to the 2020 election being stolen. But then when he goes on TV every day and he said this in the past that he believes the election was stolen on television, but he knows that's a lie. So that's a narrative when somebody lies or says something that they don't believe in. But they do it just because it appeases the base of the people that are watching or listening. I've never said anything on the radio in 20 years that I don't truly believe. I've never said it for ratings. I've never Mm -hmm. done it for ratings. That's the difference between a narrative and somebody that is just being honest with their listeners, which I try to do every day. doesn't mean you're going to agree with me on everything that I say, but I certainly don't have a narrative.
0: But that caller saying that you did have some narrative or that I, that I'm just putting forth my narrative. That's yeah. my whole purpose. Again, doesn't even fundamentally understand what the definition of narrative is. Okay. Yes. A narrative for, for the caller out there that was bringing that up as if it was some got you on you. A narrative is me being a Democrat and saying, you know what? All Democrats, you should only listen to us, never listen to Republicans. Right? That's kind of a narrative, right? Of course. When you go down those kinds of roads. But when we're talking about actual things that Mm -hmm. took place, right? When we're discussing what Donald Trump has said in the past 24, you know, we do have a collage like that about what the former president said. Or when we're pointing out actual things that happened when it comes to the Ukraine and and Russia conflict, right? When we're pointing out actual details. That's not a narrative okay that's us pointing out facts and then responding to them all right And, and, and so that again I'll reiterate that person just doesn't even know what a narrative no, but, uh, is, and they bring it up like they course. like it's like it's a gotcha.
1: But we appreciate the calls, and yeah. uh, I'll always take calls from my MAGA friends out there, regardless. I did want to bring this up with Chris uh, at the at in the first segment, but I'll bring it up right. now. Um, there was a lot that happened this weekend. Let's start with Friday night, U2, yeah. the new Sphere. People from all over the country and all over the world know about the new Sphere that was here, and U2 has a residency here. Uh, I wasn't able to go Friday. Um, but I heard it was phenomenal. Uh, some of the guests, Oprah, LeBron James was there, Matt Damon, Andre Agassi, Josh Duhamel, Jason Bateman, John Hamm, Brian Cranston. I know you're a Cranston fan. Absolutely. Oscar De La Hoya, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, former goalie of the Rangers, uh, Flavor Flav, uh, Orlando Bloom. I mean, the list goes on and on. Pretty much everybody was in town for that, so I can't wait to see the sphere. I can't wait to check it out. Um, and uh, it just looked incredible. I actually uh, went to some of the earlier fights on Saturday night. I'm glad I... Didn't go to the Canelo fight, uh, because I heard it was an absolute snoozer. Uh, some of these fights are just really boring, Chris. Mm-hmm. The Canelo Alvarez fight was really boring and really slow. Uh, Canelo won, but there wasn't a lot of action in the ring and a disappointing fight. I actually went to Prim, believe it or not, with a friend of mine to go see one of my favorite bands, Collective Soul. I had a great time, although I will be honest with you, some of the, <sighs> some of the people that work at Buffalo Bills are completely incompetent. I, I, I could go hours in explaining <laughs> why, but I won't even get into that. But anyway, I had a good, time watching collective soul chris we saw uh unlv with a nice win on saturday yeah. uh, at home uh, no wins a guaranteed win especially with the unlv program over the course of the last 20 years again coach odom doing a nice job they're off to a great start they're four and one and i'm excited for this team and i like coach odom a lot and, I, and i'm happy for the players um and then uh, i had to hear you screaming at your roommate yesterday and <laughs> So, but, but it was a fun weekend. You, really you capped,
0: you capped off all the details of the yeah. weekend, Brian, by tossing that in there. Look, uh, with respect to the sphere, obviously this is something that makes Vegas, Vegas, right? Numpchuck, right? Brian, right? PTL Nation out there. This is a venue that has been, uh, much hyped about and rightfully so because of a lot of the technical, technological, uh, aspects that right. they have there, which yep. is, uh, pretty remarkable. A lot, a lot of you out there that have seen things on social media. Obviously, if you weren't able to get to the first shows that were there at the sphere, there has been a lot of positive reviews regarding that venue. So it's just another thing that's super cool, right, about being here in Las Vegas. Obviously, you talked about uh, the fight. It, uh, anytime, there's a f- it's it's fight weekend in Vegas. It's a, it's a, it's a great time from a sports perspective mm-hmm. to have boxing on display here in Sin City. Sure. And of course, UNLV. Yeah, it was the battle for the uh, was it the Pineapple Trophy? Is that it what they was. call it? it was, uh, but yep. uh, pretty cool trophy. And uh, UNLV, yeah, gets the win. And so they have a couple of weeks off. They have a bye week now, Brian, and then. What happens? You got the rivalry game, Kick their the in-state ass. rivalry, as uh, they'll head up to Reno to take on the Wolfpack in that matchup in a couple of weeks. How you feeling? You okay? I feel great now. I feel good now. You, you know? really, you I got like fired I, up today. I, I shook the cobwebs out a little bit from the weekend, you know, and uh, yeah, as you pointed out last night, we had yesterday we had a great time watching some football all day long, enjoying a Sunday fun day. Yeah, we talked some politics on the weekends to get to get the juices flowing a little bit, and we have our conflicts, you know, we have our debates. But it was a good time. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was another textbook Vegas weekend, Brian Shapiro, that we were able to wrap up. And uh, this is one of the best concerts I ever saw, Brian. I saw My these favorite. guys in 2005 at the old MGM Grand Garden Arena, U2. Uh, one of the best $250 concert tickets I've ever spent. The, this band, these guys—it's a marathon for them,
1: and it's two hours plus. I would say whenever this is, they're on stage, this is my yeah. favorite U2 song. I have about twenty of them that I like, but uh, the "Where the Streets Have No Name" is—it's is, uh, it's an unbelievable song. And they have so many great songs. But the cool part is they're, they have—they're arguably the biggest band in the world, and they have—they have a residency here in Las Vegas yeah. at arguably the, now I think it is the most famous concert venue in the world. It's unbelievable yeah. in there, and uh, they put on a great show. They're philanthropists. They're wonderful people. They're incredible musicians. And uh, I can't wait to go check it out. Um, And uh, there's so many great things. Hey! Me and C-Win are going to watch a little VGK action tomorrow night. We are. They're playing the Ducks, right? It's, is that right? It's,
0: uh, San Jose Sharks, oh, actually, sharks. in Dif- town. Different animal. Much hated, Much hated, right, by yeah. the VGK fans yeah. whenever San Jose is uh, on the docket. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to try to calm Chris down, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to take him to lunch right now. But I uh, appreciate all of you joining us. I always appreciate all the calls, no matter which side of the aisle you're on. Um, even though we do get into it and we get fired up from time to time. thanks. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, i got to catch up. Uh, my friend Blake Wynn had a great poker tournament. I forgot to talk about that today. I'll bring that up tomorrow. I think we're uh, over at Keller Williams Group. Uh, all right, everybody, thanks for joining us, Chris. Thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow.